This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. We're back after um, a delay not caused by the unwillingness of Judd Zolget or Declan Goff to do an episode of JHS, but because that damn team's not playing because of COVID until we got uh, the Winter Classic on Saturday. We were both there. I was in the comfort of the press box. Declan outside. We will get um, much more of Mr. Goff's review of being in the great outdoors for that game. But my man, five games, uh, five consecutive games that that this team has now dropped over an extended period of time because of all of the postponements. Uh, but let's talk about what we might see Thursday against the Boston Bruins because we have some, I guess we could call this as we record the pod, potential breaking news right. that will be met with great excitement by Wild fans if it indeed is paid off. Yeah, well, we'll obviously see if, uh, and when you're consuming this episode too, it might be, might be official, but uh, today at Wild Practice, uh, Michael Russo reported that Dean Evison alluded to the fact that Matthew Boldy and or Marco Rossi could be coming up tomorrow for the NHL debut on Thursday. If Boldy would be coming up, that means he'd be making his debut in Boston uh, where he played college hockey. Uh, but, you know, with the Wild banged up, um, and I understand why they didn't call him up for the Winter Classic. That all makes sense. Yep. We kind of figured it was a matter of time uh, before these two dudes got called up. And with I think with the injuries piling up, uh, Rossi and Boldy, who also Boldy battled a little bit more of those injuries after missing the start of the season with that ankle sprain. I mean, Marco Rossi's been phenomenal. Um, 23 points in 21 games in Iowa. Matthew Boldy, 10 points in 10 games. And, and like the real fun fact here... Mm-hmm. That Russo also pointed out, Matthew Boldy is the only player who was selected in the top 20 of the 2019 draft who has not played an NHL game yet. Isn't that right? Wow. All, the, all no, the other picks I didn't think about That's interesting. have at least played a game in the... And he it, certainly could have come up in the playoffs against the yep. Golden Knights last spring. I yeah, mean, that's interesting. He's, play, he's played college you. hockey for a long time. Mining, I mean, the, mining the Twitter feeds for he, this. He's only played about 28, 30 AHL games, but he's already... He, I, He's played enough college hockey, and I think he has enough skill that he can make his debut. Like he doesn't need to be yeah. seasoned there. And, I'm and more concerned him. about Rossi. Yeah. Um, if, if I had to have one where I, I'd be like, I'm a little bit more skittish, Dex. Mm-hmm. Rossi, Boldy, I think should. Play. Yeah, Boldy, Boldy's ready. Yeah. Like Boldy, health wise, uh, ankle wise, like he, his body, if that's indeed healed, he's ready. Yep. Um, but the fact that both these guys are coming up, the Wild, yes, have haven't won a game because they haven't played many games in almost a month. I think these two dudes are exactly what the team needs um, right now. And, and I know that they're dealing with this ever-changing COVID situation. I don't know when they'll ever play a game in Canada ever again. But 
I think these two guys being called up is is a good sign. This team needs a little shot in the arm. I think it's with their two young prospects that could come up here soon. So currently out, Spurgeon is out. He's hurt. Eck is out. He's hurt. Yes. Uh, Cam Talbot um, was injured at some point in time. I think lower body in the winter classic. He's out for right now. Brodeen is in COVID protocols. I think he's close to testing out, but it's not a given yet, right? And Greenway, you told me, has been placed in the protocol. Correct. Is that correct? And Brodeen should be hopefully coming back. So you all, so you need to get, and, but yeah. So so like forward wise, the reinforcements yeah. aren't like well, it's time for them. The reinforcements are. We gotta go. We gotta do something. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta do something to quote Chip Scoggin. So yeah, so that's an in- interesting path to go down uh but yeah can you this feels and it's not the wild's fault completely but you know a month and a half ago dex we rolled through the schedule and we're like we don't see a long um a long uh wild losing streak here this team was different and i'm not faulting them but my gosh, between postponements I know, and and the fact that guys were in COVID protocols and, you know, heck, the fact that Spurgeon's hurt, Eck is hurt. I mean, that's some pretty good firepower right there. Um, I don't want to say I fear the wheels are coming off. I do think at the very least, though, that we just need to get back to, and it's not just a, a wild thing, it's a league thing. We need to find a way to get back to the normalcy of a season because this is, right now, this is not doable. Like, you're postponing games because you can't fit, because fans aren't allowed in Canadian rinks. Mm -hmm. You're postponing games because guys are sick. Um, I get the sickness problems, Dex, but at some point in time, if you can play, you have to just start playing games again and get back into a cycle, yeah. don't you? It's look, it's tough, and and we are not a podcast that's going to obviously go into political and and other situations that that we are not obviously seen to talk about, and that's not why you guys come here. But at the end of the day, we they have to figure out how to how to not live with this, but deal with it without deal with, yeah, that's without without yep. postponing games and losing all this situation, and and it, it stinks because the Wild got off to such a great start. And then all of a sudden they basically are off for two weeks and they come back with the winter classic, which we'll get into in a little bit, but they, they, they need to get back to playing games, man. And, and that was the only like silver lining I found with when the injuries started piling up. Well, if these games are getting canceled, I, I guess it's the best time to get healthy. Like I, it, that might be your only silver line you can take away from it, yep. but you have to get, you have to get back to normal. And now, you know, Cam Talbot also got a little banged up in the winter classic. They had to call up the Hamburglar to the taxi squad. So, there's also other roster situations. Correct. That's a big so deal. So I, I, you could imagine that it might be a Capo Kakinen in the net for against the Bruins on Thursday. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things are changing. But I, I just, to your point, I just want this team to start playing hockey again. The Vikings are wrapping up. I love the Wolves, but we want our hockey. You and this is just really hockey show. Do you really love the Wolves? No, I, I love the. Wolves. I like the Wolves. I don't love the. I, wolves. I like the Wolves. I saw the Greg Monroe I, show in person last week. That was awesome. But, I don't um, love the Wolves, but uh, I enjoy a good basketball game. But, but, but this is just hockey show, and, and, yeah. and this Minnesota Wild team's fun. And you guys have come to us uh, in, yeah. in the masses over the last almost year here. So we want. Trust me, we want to be able to talk about games too. We'll be able to do that. So the, the Wild played. They lost a second consecutive game on a West Coast trip to the Golden Knights, December twelfth, six to four. Okay. Yep. Um, their next game was supposed to be Tuesday, December 14th at home against Carolina postponed. 
They did lose to Buffalo uh, 3-2 in a shootout two nights after that at, at home. They were then supposed to complete a three-game homestand <laughs> against Florida on the 18th yeah. with a uh, Saturday afternoon game postponed. They lost 7-4 to at Dallas the next Monday. Then they lost games to postponement after that against the Red Wings and Winnipeg. So they didn't play from December 20th until until the 1st of January in the Winter Classic against the Blues. And now in Canada, they were supposed to play, as we record this, uh, tonight, which is a Monday, against Ottawa. That game is postponed. And then games next Monday, January 10th, and a week from Wednesday, January 12th, Dex, um, at the Jets and at the Oilers postponed. So in some way, shape, or form at this point in time, you've got seven games postponed, and I don't know if they're going to be crammed in at the end. I, I would guess that they're going to try and use what was supposed to be the Olympic break to get some games in. Um, but the point is, I'll go back to you need to get to a place where you can actually play games. And the league's going to – so and this is not a political statement, but they're going to have to make a decision on this Canadian thing soon. Because it's one thing if guys are sick. Like, I totally get that. And, and we could argue it, but I get it. Yep. Um, but this whole thing of, well, we can't get people in the building, and so let's just push these games. This is COVID. We don't know. Like, there's so little that we know. And the fact is, you know, I don't know if you move the games here. I don't know what you do. But I'll say this. Like, this um, in perpetuity trying to postpone games in Canada doesn't work. Uh, and I don't want this season going into July, August. Like, <laughs> come on, you. let's get past that as well. <laughs> so, so there's a lot. There's a lot of the unknown that we're dealing with here. But there are also things that I firmly believe, Declan, they have to control. Mm-hmm. And the one thing is this Canadian thing. It's got to end soon. Like, you either go play the games, they come here. Uh, but this is not fair to the schedule. You're supposed to play a full schedule, and you're supposed to play games um, as part of that schedule on a regular basis. And this whole thing of, well, we'll postpone that, and now we'll postpone this. Come on, guys. Let's get past that. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, at at the end of the day, you're doing everything you can to stay safe, and you're following protocols, and you're you're putting yourself in the best possible solution to try to fight this virus and deal with it. And it stinks. Like, you know, we're two years into this now, and, and none of us want it. We thought it'd be a six-week thing, and now obviously it's still carrying over two years. But for the wild side, yeah, I just, I just want him to play some hockey, man. I just want him to play some hockey. I want to see Boldy and Rossi come up. I want to see Fiala get, get out of this damn snake bit and funk he's been in. Went to classic he did. goal. He did score a goal. I was proud of him Had for like that. five more shots, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad I got to go to a hockey game. Maybe that's our... Awkward transition here, but I'm glad yeah. I was able to go to a hockey game to freeze my ass off. Okay. I was glad to do that. Describe your your attire. Describe the time. I, I was in the press box mm-hmm. um, drinking coffee. Oh, that's nice. And I was warm. Sure. Like, there was some, some a little bit of chill, but nothing bad. You had to keep your jacket so on? I, w- I did. Okay. I did. But I would far prefer to hear your experience from actually being in the stands. Yep. So I, I got tickets for my birthday a few uh, few weeks back, and so brother Liam was in town, friend of the show on, on Score North and Mackie and Judd and all platforms. Uh, him and I came up, or he came up from North Carolina in the nice warmth that he lives in and got thrown right into the fire of, of the cold. So we had, I had, excuse me, the following attire on. I had two pairs of long johns, 
two pairs of socks, joggers, snow pants, one compression shirt, two long sleeve shirts, a brand new Columbia insulated fancy winter. You no, know, it's got like that uh that foil that like you know firefighters and EMT uses on the. It's a nice liner coat. I I was very warm there. Okay. Uh, two pairs of gloves. Okay. One one glove and one winter mitten over those. Uh, a skull cap, a winter cap, then a gator plus a ski mask plus snow goggles. That was my attire just to get into the damn arena so I wouldn't freeze my complete butt off for the three periods. Okay. I will say the only part that got cold was about 10 minutes into the first period. But at this point, you're now no longer moving, right? Like you're, you're, I'm also 11 rows up on the first base side behind where the twins dug out. Wind is. or no? Not much wind. No, okay. no, no. Just pure bleeping cold. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No. Just pure bleeping cold. So gotcha. I was like direct center cut in the middle of where the twins dug out is on the first base side. So I actually couldn't really see where the wild were shooting on twice. I, I really couldn't see the goal. I could see Biddington to a degree, but I didn't know where the hell the puck was going. Um, but it wasn't until about eight minutes in that I was like, my toes are killing me here. Uh, and what I did was, and when I had to take a intermission break to go to the bathroom, which took, by the way, the entire length of the first intermission, including that damn Thomas Rhett concert. So it took that long just to that get Thomas in Thomas Rhett concert never ended. He's no. not bad, but... No, come on, let's get going. I love top forty crappy country music that the public despises, and Thomas Rhett's not my jam. He's fine. He's, He's fine, a good yeah. performer. He's a pretty boy, but no, I, I not really my jam. Uh, I, I eventually through a friend got uh, more. I brought in like you know hand warmers, those body warmers, those toe warmers, but I used them all to get in. Yep. And then luckily, a friend of mine had additional toe warmers, and I was one of the many people doing this, taking off their shoes in the middle of the Target Field concourse. And lathering two pairs of foot warmers on the top and bottom of my sock to oh, keep wow. both. And so they they were originally. Where did you have the? I originally the had one like on the on the bottom of my shoe, like inside the bottom of my shoe. But I had to put both on the top of my like one on the top of my foot and one on the bottom beneath my foot, and that worked. My toes were then toasty for the rest of the game for nice. the second and third frame. Nice. Um, but the like, the experience was cool, man. Like it was freezing, and and I had a, numerous frozen beers. People were cutting open their cans just to drink their damn alcoholic beverages. I didn't even bother going for those warm cocktails that you and I discussed on Mackie and Judd last week. And I've heard reviews that there it wasn't warm because how else? Like it, there is no thermos that really keeps hot chocolate. And where were those sold? I think like sporadically throughout okay. the place, you know, and, and I, I got, um, I just had a couple beers and whatnot and, and that, that did the fine. I was not going to seek out a warm beverage. I just wasn't. Sure. Um, but I, I thought the experience was awesome, man. I mean, it, it was packed, um, but it was, it was, it was a really, really fun experience. I'm glad I got to see it, but, um, I, I would have liked a wild winner not to get their asses kicked. Right. That part kind of stunk, but at the same time, very cool experience. I thought it was awesome. And you stayed for the whole thing. Yes. Very impressive. Stay for the whole thing. Very impressive. Now, now were bars throughout the stadium open? I thought I saw a sign on the Truly Bar that, that it was closed for a private event, but that might have been post-game. No, no, it, it was, uh, well, I, I actually, I don't know if that Truly Bar was then closed during the game, but like uh, Puckett's, Puckett's Corner, the one that's on second level behind the foul pole, mm-hmm. right up the escalators, that was open. Um, I didn't walk around the upper part Town of the ball, second right? corner. Yeah, Town Ball, Town Ball Tavern. Town Ball Tavern. Townball Tavern was open, and, the, and the, I mean, again, not to be political, you could probably cut the COVID with a knife in that bar, so I, I didn't really want to—I I walked in there looking for someone quick, and then I walked the hell out. Um, but the, those bars were open. It was warmer on the concourse, like warmer, but not warm by okay. any means. Uh, like, so once you were, like, you know, covered, and they had those— 
know those heat lamps that hang over right over when you start yes. going down the stairs of a section? Yes. Those were on, and because there were so many bodies just roaming the concourse, it was a little warmer, but I, would, I wouldn't define it as warm. The Delta by Club any means. The, w- was great because half the people who, who had seats in that Delta Club just stood in the Delta Club, where I'm sure it was nice and warm, yeah. and watched the entire game. Smart or move. tried to watch the game. Smart move. But yeah, I thought the experience was really, really cool. I, agree. I thought it was awesome. It was, first of all, they did a great job. Like, it was really, and and I was warm, so I'm going to speak from the standpoint of of a guy in the press box who was just fine um, and didn't have to dress special for it. When I walked in, it was beyond cold. Like, I couldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. I I admire you for actually being able to sit out there for three periods of that game and watch it. Uh, that being said, the Wild, the League, and the Twins did a fantastic job. They did. They did. Um, it was a little bit campy, but that's fine. It should be. It Who should cares? Be. Right, right. You know the fake deer. I. It, it was. <laughs> it was incredibly well done. Um, I also think it's the type of thing that you probably host once and then you're done with it. Like it doesn't strike me as a. Uh, you need to do that again. But it was a very cool one-off thing, and I thought that it was. It was. Um, orchestrated, I think that's the best word to use, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the ice itself was crap, but it was going to be. Like this whole thing of we can warm the ice, you can't. No, you can't. Like, I, you can, but it's not going to work. And the puck looked like a basketball, and, and the, the amount of snow that builds up, because it's chipping, slows guys down. Oh, yeah. And if I was, and I, to, I think I uh, talked about this on, Mackie and Judd, if I was a GM or coach, I would hate this event, like trying to coach through it or, or, or watch my team as a fan. It's awesome. It's really awesome. Um, and to get the type of day that they got, you know, I mean, we're crazy here, but we are a hearty bunch. Yes. So all of those things were well done. That being said, yes, it was disappointing that the game was bad, uh, where I will, Give the Wild a little bit of a pass is this. And the Blues, too, I guess. And the Blues look good. but And the Blues had played on Wednesday. The, the Wild, I believe, hadn't played in 12 days. Um, but when this was your first game back, and this, again, was why the game was supposed to fit, fit into the season. Because it's like, okay, we'll play this game, and it's going to be fun. And then we're back on Monday against the Senators indoors, and now you're not. Um, this has to be incredibly trying for teams and players. And because they weren't going to, and I'm not surprised, cancel or postpone this game. So, like, you knew that you were going to play this game outdoors. Um, but, yeah, I, I was really impressed. I thought they did a really good, good job. Um, on TV, it looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it is a great TV event. Yeah, it I agree. looks good. Um, it comes off well. I thought this, and I will now say that, in my opinion, it's confirmed. Target Field and and I believe baseball stadiums better sites like yeah the it's more tra- like T- TCF Bank Stadium no football stadiums are sterile yes. by nature right yes like they're just sterile and so it's and and the argument that goes way back is yeah but a football stadium is conducive because it it's a bowl more typically and it holds more and it's right. a bowl so you can watch the game yeah baseballs have uh, baseball stadiums have more nooks and crannies that's all very true. But I think as far as the layout goes and the personality, personally, I think Target Field was was much more of um, much more attractive to watch a game at mm-hmm. and to see the setup than 
at the time TCF Bank Stadium. Well, like was. What, the the one was it at Cowboy Stadium in 2020, the Dallas one. Uh, the no, it was at the Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl, like that was atrocious. The last one like, here, the, the, that that one before stunk. this. Like the views, like the, like the TV, like you say, it is a TV experience, and it is cool seeing it. But like that was too, like it didn't work. Remember the long walk of shame Corey Perry had yeah. to do, and that's a huge. Football. It was that's a humongous old, arena. Old like it, that that didn't work. I thought at Target Field it was perfect. Yeah, um, I understand why the Wild probably again realistically won't get this again for probably like. 20 years. It's probably going to die before just call they it. can get it again. Yeah. But I, I think they did a good enough job where oh, they, could be a, they could be a repeat user. Like I, I think it, that would be neat. The warming house was really cool. And how, how the, the yeah, players came out and neat. skated the yep. length uh, to the, the ice. The the small rinks were really yep. cool. Those are cool. Like I, there was just a lot of, there was a lot of thought by a lot of people involved that really worked out well. And so it wasn't just a, We'll park the ice rink here and play a game. Um, it did a really good job of paying homage to the sport, uh, and they came up with a lot of cool things. So, bravo! Good job. Not a great game. Not a great game. But a fun, but a fun time. Fun time. I liked it. A fun I, time. I had a great time. A fun had a great time. time. Personally, I wouldn't have liked it if I was a coach. So. No, not at all. Um, okay, I got two wild questions before we wrap up. Alrighty. At this point in time, I want the Declan Goff opinion on. A season-long problem, uh, but it's still very much there. State of the power play. What do you do now? And But by the way, Spurgeon's out right now. Brodeen's out. Eck is out. So it's getting worse. Um, but the power play, for Kirill Kaprizov to be on this team and the power play to be this bad yeah. is remarkable. Yeah, it's, it's atrocious. Um, <laughs> the thing is, it's kind of amazing how strong the wild have been five on five this year and that's why they've been able to score a, a, so many damn goals but at the same time i mean their power plays at 16 percent and league average is 20 so i mean yeah they are well well below league average for just a power play and i i, I there's way too many horses to your point Kirill, uh zuccarello fiala dumba there's too many good players just in that group alone for the power play again to be no worse than average absolutely no no worse than average um Ryan Hartman's been a nice story, but Ryan Hartman also has 14 goals or 15 goals with 14 of them being on even strength. Um, they have to figure out a way to get something going here. Like, and you know, Felino has been able to get some garbage goals. He's got four power play goals this year. Um, you know, Joel Erickson Eck actually, he has more power play goals and even strength goals this yeah. year. He's been a, he's been a nice garbage up garbage cleaner, garbage man right in front of the net, which has been good. But obviously you're without him for a while. And this is where, you know, maybe Boldy and Rossi can help uh-huh. something out, man. Boldy, Boldy is good on the power play. I'll tell you that right now. And I, I think you could potentially slot him in very quickly to the top power play. Well, there would be no excuse for him if he indeed is called up here and is you know playing in a, in a significant role for him not to squeeze into one of those two units. Like there, there, there's zero. Re- like, and, and, if, and if the crap is, oh, we don't want to overwhelm him, BS. He's, he's a 20, 20-something-year-old kid who's played in college hockey, played in World Juniors, and knows what the hell he's doing on a power play. Yep. You're not throwing him into the wolves by any means, but I. But, you have to figure out. But that thing looks lost right now to me. Oh yeah, it is. It absolutely is, and it's getting worse, and that's not a good thing. That that's uh, definitely a cause for concern because in in you just have to clean this up. The Knights made life hell on the Wild last year in in their first round series because they cashed in on the power play. Yep. The Wild couldn't. The Wild like the, you might look at. Hey, they went 0 for five against uh, you know the Winnipeg Jets at home. That stinks. It's perplexing. We can talk about it. You can't go 0 for 5 in game 2 of an NHL playoff series. Mm-hmm. You just can't. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm curious on what they can do to fix that. I don't know what that really truly is, but last year, you know, they were so bad to start. Then they actually tapered off and ran off and were looked like the best power play in the league, and then it fell apart again towards the end of the regular season of the playoffs. You just got to find some type of consistency here. You have to. Much like I have, Declan Goff. Yes, you have. I have I found consistency in weight loss because of my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And when it comes to weight loss, there's no better feeling, Declan, than to say, I did it. You can take the Livia I Did It eight-week challenge and get your first eight weeks for free. That's right. The eight-week challenge, get your first eight weeks. I said it for free. Limited time offer is going to end soon, so I want you to call today and experience the weight loss that I have. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or visit Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, Livia.com. I am down from approximately 240 pounds to 208, feeling great, down a pant size from a size 38-inch waist jean to a 36, as I said earlier today, all of my clothes are in play, and you can have the same success. The I Did It eight-week challenge, eight weeks, your first eight weeks for free, Livia.com, and tell them that uh, Judd's Hockey Show told you to call them up and say, in the new year, I want to look like Judd does, at least lose the weight like Judd has. Right. Uh, okay, here's my last question for you. Okay. Injury roll call, which one concerns you most? Spurgeon's hurt, uh, and I'm concerned about Spurgeon because he re-injured the the problem. So he he got hurt initially in Florida, uh, missed some time, came back too soon. I have heard rumblings it might be a groin. Um, came back probably too soon, is out again. Uh, Eck is hurt. We don't know with with what, but I think it's a shoulder. I think he might be lost for quite a while. He of course was hurt in that loss to Dallas that we talked about. And then finally, Cam Talbot, we don't know, uh, but he suffered some type of lower body injury, which Dean Everson said is why he got lifted from the outdoor game, not because he had given up six goals. Which one concerns you the most? I, The problem is I thought the Wilds' defense before the pause happened and before the game started getting canceled, it, it did look suspect. Like it wasn't as good as it was once was without Spurgeon. Um, but I feel like if Brodeen's coming back and you still have Dumba, I'm not as concerned there. Like, Jared Spurgeon is an integral part of this team, so I don't want it to come off as like, oh, he's Jared Spurgeon's replaceable, because he is not. Rodin's he, been better this year, though. Yeah. I, would, I agree with you. And Spurgeon is a, a very important piece of this team, indeed, is going to make a Stanley Cup run. But if you lose Eck long-term, I like, Marco Rossi becomes literally your best center. Like, and he hasn't played a game. Like, yeah. I, like Ryan Hartman's been nice, and he's been a great story, but, yeah. like, in terms of pure talent-wise, oh, my God. Like, you're, you're, now, you're now making Victor Rask, again, play a significant minute a significant portion with this team, which I don't want. Yeah. Nick Bukestead then has to dance around this. Am I a center? Am I a wing thing? And look, Nico Sturm, you and I have wanted him to play more. I've accepted who Nico Sturm is, which is a nice player. I'm not trying to say uh, he's bad, mm-hmm. but I know who he is. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's, he's, he's got some speed. He's nice, but he, he honestly does will, and will fall into the same bin that Fedrick Goudreau is, which is a, a player who has some nice speed, but he has no yeah. finishing touch. Like He has no natural scoring ability. I don't think so. I don't think it's there. So I, I that's my long winded way too of saying that my injury concern with Eck is bigger than Spurgeon's. Okay. Um on Goudreau. How can I put this? Because he's fast. He can definitely skate. On Goudreau, I feel like the more I watch him, the less impressed I become. Like Sturm, I really like him, and I know to you what you just said. I know who who 
he is. And you're right. He struggles to finish at times. On Goudreau, I feel like he got off to a, like, a, oh, man, he's a better player than I thought type of start. Yes. I feel like the more we watch him, the more it's like he is a definite bottom six and potentially fourth line guy, and that's mm-hmm. probably it. Mm-hmm. That there's not a lot of there, there, there. He's got speed, which I really like. Sure. But I don't feel like the game is complete and I can I can see why he has shuffled around with teams like I could see why he's gotten hot at times and played great at times I also see what, why he doesn't last and and why he's he's been a guy who I think baseball people would probably call a quad a player right I'm more intrigued obviously by Nico Sturm just because of the lack of games that he's played uh, but I I've accepted that there isn't really this new player that can be unlocked. And I think he's a very serviceable player. He's a nice player to have on your on your bottom six or a fourth line guy that can move up the move him down the ice really well. And especially, you know, this game has gotten so much faster that you need guys like Good that. Job. Okay. Yeah. Um but I, I if if Nico Sturm basically has to be thrown into a more minutes, like that doesn't really give me a, a lot to write so home about either. Goudreau. Well, well, both, but like Sturm, I'm fine with where yes. he is. Goudreau, I don't know what I, I, I have. I've become much less impressed. And yeah. granted, they, they don't, they aren't playing consistently, which hurts. Sturm, I think, is fine where Sturm is. Goudreau, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I know Dean likes him a lot. I don't know that's going to justify the playing time. No, I agree. Uh, I'm more I, concerned about that. Yeah, Goudreau got off to a better start than maybe we one anticipated, but I think we we've, we've again we we know who he is. Like I. And that's where I think Nico Sturm eventually just falls in the same bin of we know who he is. We know what he brings and what his deficiencies are. So that that's why if you lose Ek long term, uh, and they're obviously going to be without him for at least a little bit here, um, you you have to play Rossi. Like, you have to. So, or trade, or you have to trade for someone. Yeah, yeah. So the one that concerns me is Talbot. Because okay. one, one, I'm naturally concerned. I'm naturally concerned about how things have gone of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in, in his play. And, hey, look, his position, this has to be incredibly tough. You're playing, you're not playing for 12 days, now you're playing again, then then you're playing a godforsaken outdoor game, which if I'm a goalie, I really hate because, like, you can't tell where the puck's going. Uh, he gets hurt in that game. That stinks. Um, But it's not like I was convinced that Cam was fantastic before that. He's played really well at times. Um, but if he's hurt for any amount of time now, we're going to find out about Capo. And in, as you said, Hammond's been recalled, but I mean, that's a guy who had what the great run with the Sens is that four or five years ago now, and has basically been a minor league goaltender since. Yeah. And he's, he's played fine in Iowa. Yeah. And he's a serviceable guy, but for what you need in goal, I have a definite concern there. I have a definite concern and I'm concerned anytime a goaltender has a lower body problem. Yeah. Because you don't know. Like, I mean, you're talking about a lot of load there. You're talking about, you know, you're talking about a lot of load put on those legs if if it's a leg problem. Like, there's no, I can't think of a good lower body problem for a goalie to have where it's like, oh, that's no big deal, right? (laughs) Right. So that definitely concerns me. And that that leads back to what what you said about if Eck is out, um, if Cam Talbot's going to be out for any amount of time, you have to at least explore a trade there about trying to get another goaltender here. Yeah, I... Because I don't know what you mm-hmm. can... Like, can you ride Capo? 
I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. I like him, but I don't know that you can ride him. It's it's more obtainable to get a backup goaltender off the off the street that you can plug in and play. Not off the street, I shouldn't say, off the trade market yep. that you can plug and play. Yep. Um, the demand for, let's say, uh, again, I just keep throwing his name out there, but Thomas Hurdle would still be very high. Oh, yeah. Um, so that, that price necessarily hasn't dipped, but it's more logistical to go get a goalie. But to be honest, um, if Talbot is indeed out long-term, and Talbot has ridden a wave this year, man. He looked bad to start, then he looked great for two weeks, and, and now he's banged up again. Where Capo is just, we, we were tr- still trying to figure out if he's not just a one, but is he someone that you even can count on? So I, th- I think we'll figure out pretty damn quick here if, if Capo Kakinen is indeed a, a player that you trust to play goaltender for you long-term. So if, if we find out tomorrow... Mm-hmm. Cam Talbot's going to miss, and I'm just completely guessing here. If we find out he's going to miss four to six weeks or more, yeah, that's... What, what's your answer? I ride Capo for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I basically ride Capo and, you know, whatever, 80-20 split with the Hamburglar, whatever the hell you want to do there. Uh, and then if if it's bad, yeah, you're, you'll, be ha- you'll have to trade for a goalie. I think the issue in the leverage side is, well, then teams are going to know you're going to want a goalie. Correct. So then Bill Guerin's going to have to get finessed and I'm a little not gonna, bit. And I'm not going to get no. taken. No, not and, at and all. He won't get taken. No. So I I think I think you, you don't do it now. Like if, if yeah, I agree with that. Let's say today or Monday or Tuesday that you. Cam Talbot will miss the next four to six weeks with uh, LBI. Yep. Uh, I don't go in panic and trade for a goalie now. Yep. Yeah, maybe maybe Billy disagrees. Maybe Bill Guerin would say, nope, nope, we're doing it. I don't think he'd panic trade. I, I think, think, I think he panic. might trade for a guy that he sees as a serviceable one, but I don't think he would panic and make a trade that would cost you much. No, I don't think so either, but I, I think you, you ride Capo. I think that's that's your yeah. logical solution there. Might blow up in your face, but I think that's what you do. All right, sir, we are done. Good stuff. Um, hopefully hopefully, uh, when, when the Wild comes back, comes back and plays on Thursday at Boston and then they play on Saturday at home against Washington, hopefully that starts um, a consistent streak of games. Mm-hmm. So Judd's hockey show, JHS, as we like to call it, can um, again get into a regular rotation on your podcast feed. For everyone uh, watching this, and yes, we are back. This is Judd's Hockey Show. We've been gone for a little bit as well, but this is daily Minnesota sports entertainment on the Score North YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button for Minnesota Wild, Vikings, Timberwolves. We won't talk about the other main... Uh, can't really talk about the Twins. Yeah, can't really talk about the Twins They're right locked now. out. Uh, but if you want daily Minnesota sports entertainment, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. And if, as always, pass shoot score. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. Your story, it lives in River City where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small-town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave, and here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.